and Exchange Commission dropped a parallel investigation. Vanguard, Janus, the SEC, and the Justice Department declined to comment. The Kyrgyz government and several NGOs alleged over the past four years that Centera Gold, Inc., whose backers, according to FactSet, have included Franklin Templeton Investments and USAA Investment Management Company, engaged in corrupt dealings and polluted an area around a Kyrgyzstan glacier. Centera says the allegations are unfounded and without merit. USAA declined to comment. Franklin fund managers didn't respond to inquiries. Warming to risk. Banro's Congo operations show the kinds of risks investors can face in developing world mining. For years, BlackRock avoided volatile stock investments. A 2006 deal with Merrill Lynch and Company brought risk-taking fund managers like Mr. Hambro. He is a banking family scion and son of an investor in Russian gold mines. Mr. Hambro, 43 years old, turned BlackRock into a mining investment powerhouse, becoming well-known for the publicly listed BlackRock World Mining Trust. It did well during the commodities boom, but lost 61% in net asset value in the three years ended September 30th, compared with the Euro Money Global Mining Index's 54% loss. The trust, while receiving dividends from Banro, doesn't hold stock in the miner. Several BlackRock funds do, making the firm Banro's largest investor. BlackRock's Banro foray began 10 years after Banro entered Congo, then called Zaire. Banro, under founder Arne Kondrat, in 1996 acquired rights to mine gold near the Rwanda border, a region that erupted into war soon after. In 2006, Banro deployed exploration teams to the mountainous Twangiza region, where violence continued even after the war ended in 2003. Mr. Kondrat didn't respond to inquiries. Banro had listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange, and one of Mr. Hambro's BlackRock funds bought about $10 million of its stock, a 3% stake. Banro soon disclosed big estimated reserves at Twangiza, and BlackRock's stake gained about 50% in value over the next months. Mr. Hambro was a commodities evangelist. Chinese demand meant a sustained boom, he was cited as saying in a 2007 interview, describing his due diligence. I physically go into mines and get my hands dirty. Tensions mounted around Banro's Congo operations. In 2006, an exploration team drilling near the village of Katambwe dislodged a rock that killed a local pastor's mother, say the pastor and other local leaders. Starting in 2010, after the government approved Banro's plan to mine near Katambwe, about 1,000 people were relocated from a fertile hillside where Banro would build its mine to Sinjira, a barren mountaintop. Sinjira residents say crops won't grow well there. Banro built homes, a market, and a water system for the displaced. It provided some with cash compensation. Banro's Mr. Clark wrote that the relocation was voluntary, that Banro didn't choose the relocation spot, and that the Sinjira site was chosen by the community. Sinjira residents say police came to their homes and said they must leave. The local government leader, Esperance Barahanyi, says an official from Congo's capital made the site decision. Attempts to reach Congo's mining ministry weren't successful. Banro says it follows conflict-free gold standards from the World Gold Council Trade Group. Banro's Mr. Clark said in a July interview, its charitable foundation has spent millions of dollars helping communities near its mines. The foundation this year reported spending more than $5 million on education, health care, and other programs from 2004 through 2014. Last month, Banro won a Congo Mining Industry Award for social investment. A greater stake. In 2010, BlackRock increased its Banro stake to 7%. In 2012, Mr. Hambro sent a deputy, say people familiar with the trip, who met Banro officials, including then-CEO Simon Village, 
and helicoptered in to inspect the mine site. That year, a bulldozer working on a Banro waste pile dislodged a rock that struck 16-year-old Bukuze Kabalabala, who died hours later, say locals. Villagers stormed Banro's gate. It created an enormous animosity, says Crispin Mutwedu, a Banro employee in Congo who handles community relations. He says he offered Mr. Kabalabala's father two cows' value and that they settled on $16,000, about eight cows' value. In his email, Mr. Clark wrote that, At no time has Banro been directly or indirectly involved in the deaths. Notwithstanding the mystery surrounding the death of the 16-year-old girl, and indeed the lack of any connection to Banro, he wrote, the company, completely out of good faith and, most importantly, out of sympathy for the family's loss, agreed to compensate the family. Production slowed during the rainy season when ore became too wet. An ore-crushing mill broke. Banro told investors the rains were unseasonably heavy.